Did you watch a lot of TV growing up? Uh, yeah, I watched a fair amount of TV. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I very distinctly remember this commercial. It was an ad campaign for the new McNuggets. And okay. it's like all of these children. I don't know if you remember this. I guess kindergarteners sitting in their classroom with the little low, little low tables, little low chairs. Okay. <laughs> and one of them, they're all like, oh, they're like, they changed chicken nuggets. And one of them like grabs one of the nuggets and bites into it and then proclaims to their peers, change is good. And then all of the children cheer. <laughs> and for huh. over a decade, possibly going on two decades now, in my mind, change is good is just an instantly recognizable, like relatable memory uh, to an advertisement that everyone knows about. And no one has ever backed me up on this. Uh, I do not remember that commercial either. They, they, were new, they used white meat in their nuggets. That was the whole thing. They're like new white meat chicken nuggets. What were they before? Uh, dark or a mix, I mix guess. Meat. I did have a first grader the other day who had watched a Netflix documentary about food like came up to me and was like, do you know what's in chicken nuggets? And I was like, no, what's in chicken nuggets? And he was just like, butts. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You just told him chicken. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not yeah. inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> but that little factoid that he gave yeah. you about how chicken nuggets are made of butts is kind of a nugget of truth, which is the name of our episode. <laughs> so smooth. So nice. That we're yeah. covering today. You're listening to, this is to our listeners, not to you, Beth. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to Selfie Valuation. Which is a podcast chronicling the journey of the show Selfie, which came on and off the air in 2014. It was um, ABC's goose that laid the golden eggs. And unfortunately, they uh, <laughs> they killed it before it had the opportunity to lay any more. That's just, that's mm. just mm. I was going to say Hollywood, but <laughs> that's showbiz. That's showbiz. You're always killing the wrong goose, really. Actually, you know that Big Bang Theory, recently they announced that they're going to do one last season and then they're done. So sometimes you kill the right goose, is that what you're saying? But back <laughs> when we were in college in like 2012, and I guess they're five, I don't think they quite got to it, they renewed that show for like seven seasons. Wow. They were just like, we're not going to renew it for like one or two, we're going to renew it for like seven seasons. Very optimistic. I wish they had had that thought when selfie came out i think they got pretty close to it like i think they're ending early but i think they got close to that projected number huh so it's gonna finish in 2019 when did it start i don't know the early <laughs> aughts or something okay anyway this anyway. is the fourth episode we're just gonna do a little bit of a recap a review and uh see yeah. this is where you would come in to like back me up you can see <laughs> you, that i'm you, floundering you a little bit hand i'm putting my hand yeah for you to i'm ta i want you to to tag in i'm tagging you in <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, this is actually one of my favorite episodes. And you will probably tell by the way I talk about it. I really enjoy this episode. Specifically, Charmonique's son, Kevin. He's great. Yeah, this is a recap. Next week, we'll talk more about it. Also, I should have mentioned this probably in episode one. But if you would like to watch along with us and you are in the United States, if you sign up for a 30-day free trial of Hulu more than enough time to watch all 13 episodes of selfie so just a little tip for you guys hey listen to me talk about selfie cancel by bc in 2014 evaluating selfie we're still hoping for season two
so the whole premise of the show is that uh, Henry, who is like a hotshot advertising exec marketing guy, is trying to coach Eliza, who is kind of vapid, maybe a little not not as socially adept as she could be in real life in person and turning her into a better person and things appear to be going well but we start things out and she is exhausted yes so she's talking about how henry is always kind of on her case about like not tweeting a picture when she's trying to like eat a what do you call those things using like a macaroon i think they're macarons macaron there are they're different so i don't know are the- but it- I think there's a difference because one of them is like a coconut thing and one of them is like that little French one that's really Yeah, it's made of like almond flour than like actually eating. No, they are taste they, are they taste delicious? good. Yeah. Have you never had one? I don't think so. Bad. I guess they don't have those in Rochester. That makes sense. I'm pretty sure they do. I but don't anyway. think so. Not in the <laughs> Not in Rochester. We How many of our listeners are from Rochester? <laughs> don't know a good number probably so she's eating one of those and henry's like eat it don't tweet it and then she like comes in the work into work and she wants to like take a picture of her outfit and henry's like it's not an outfit of the day it's just an outfit and she's like "Mm, my followers want to know what i'm wearing uh and there's while all of this is going on eliza has a little bit of an an internal monologue Mm -hmm. where she's saying that like yeah things are great whatever but like i'm very tired and i kind of want henry to die because he's like really i was gonna all of the words that come to mind, I feel like can be construed in a way that I don't intend. <laughs> you don't trust me to edit it if it's bad? I mean, I guess that's true. I guess you you do tend to like edit things down. Anyway, Henry is really cracking the whip. She's not a fan. And she is just looking forward to the weekend because that is when her and Henry are apart. Yes. Yeah. Another thing, like, so during this whole opening scene, like, Henry is with Eliza all the time. Like, at work, they're eating together he was at her apartment at one of these like helping her write a thank you note so he's like really in her business so she's ready for like a weekend away from henry where she's just gonna like live her best life she, she has all of these plans she can take a break from work and she can take a break from self-improvement that's sort of her vision henry nips that in the bud immediately <laughs> eliza similar to that classic pop hit in reality <laughs> people are supposed to work on the weekend that's why the song goes, everybody's working for the weekend. Yes. So he's convinced that the song, Working for the Weekend, is about how everyone is working during the weekend. Uh, so he, he sings it a little bit. And yeah. um, Larry, who Larry. I still really love, Brian Husky, I know. chimes in a little bit. They kind of like go back and forth. It seems that their relationship is more or less intact, which That's I found true. a yeah. wonderful revelation. Because I had mm-hmm. forgotten a lot of what happens in this show. Yeah, so they're like singing this on the elevator. And I think it's Terrence, right? Who is Sam Saverstein's son-in-law. I was going... Oh, so I had forgotten his name. It is Terrence. I was going to ask about the fact that he appears to have a position at Kinder Care Pharmaceuticals. Yes. Which is why I think maybe some of these were like filmed out of order because there is a later episode that's like about Terrence working there. We haven't gotten to it yet. No. But anyway, also... Do you know what show Terrence was on when he was a child? Um, Full House? I don't, I don't know. He was on Freaks and Geeks. I haven't Guess seen it. Guess if he was a freak or a geek. <sighs> he was probably, I don't know, a freak? No, a geek. Fifty-fifty <laughs> ah. <laughs> 50 chance, man. Anyway, that's I, just I, I was like, I, don't want, I didn't want to go with the obvious answer. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> yeah, no, he's a geek. Anyway. I just had a little bit of a question. Like, I feel like there's something very nepotism-y about him being at that company. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was reading all of these policy manuals for my new job because I had to, because it's owned by News Corp. Okay. Um, and there's this whole thing about, like, uh, I guess nepotism and, like, relationships and whatnot, and about how if you are in a high enough level of management, none, none of your children can work at the company. What if your children worked at the company and then you got like a raise or you got like a promotion? I think that's that's different. Okay. But also like immediate family members mm-hmm. and like um, I, I think specifically in terms of uh, a romantic relationship. You can't be in the same department. Hmm. And if it so happens that you become married to someone in your department, one of you has to leave. Wow. Either to work somewhere else in the company, which the company yeah. will help you. They'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll try to find you room. But if they can't, then you are you have to leave. You're fired. Wow. Man. That's tough. So I guess it's all to say Kindercare Pharmaceuticals clearly doesn't have these sort of policies in place. It well, was they're a all different a family time. anyway. The Kindercare family. Henry and Eliza, they decide to come to a little bit of a deal. Look, mm-hmm. Eliza is going to continue her self-improvement regimen if Henry stops working mm-hmm. over his weekends. Also, I just had to say this because it was a funny line. So when Terrence explains to Henry like that the song is actually about working in anticipation of the weekend, not working over the weekend... So Henry says, oh, that was certainly not my interpretation. As you can imagine, I will now be removing that jam from my playlist. So he's like really upset that this song is not about working over the weekend. It is a little bit of a rude awakening. Yeah. He's like real upset about this, which is hilarious. Anyway, yeah. So Henry and Eliza make a deal. Eliza is going to do something selfless over the weekend. Henry can't do anything related to work over the weekend. I think what's unfortunate is that there were no stakes. That's true. I like it when people have bets with one another and then there are high stakes or at yeah. least moderate stakes. Yeah, this was it was more just like a like a personal challenge. This is all taking place while, while they're in the elevator and they make it up to the work floor. Sure. Um, yeah, and Charmonique is like, hey, you guys are talking about weekends. You know what I'm doing? I don't care if you want to know. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I have my high school reunion coming up. Her 20th high school reunion. Uh, My 10th is this year. Uh, As is mine. Well, next year. In the spring. Anyway. (laughs) Yep, mine was this year. Mine, yeah. (laughs) This is going to just go in a circle. Anyway, yes. So we can kind of relate, but hers is the 20th. So she starts regaling them with a story, which this is just hilarious. During this, she has like a prepared slideshow on an iPad. To, like, tell them the story about her homecoming dance in 1994. Well, she was waiting. What? She was waiting. What do you mean? She was waiting for... She knew that they were going to come up. She had this slideshow <laughs> prepared. That's yeah, what I Yeah, I just think I mean. it's hilarious. I love it. Anyway, so she has this slideshow, has, like, a yearbook picture and a picture of, like, her at the homecoming dance. So for the past 20 years, she has been thinking about the one that got away. His name is Mitchell McMoney. Mitchell McMoney. <laughs> So they were dancing to, well, they were about to get out of the friend zone at the homecoming dance in 1994. And right at the moment when something was going to happen, I don't know, she gets a page from, does she say who pages her? Uh, She says that 
the 411 was a 911, indicating that, I don't know, there was either a fire, a crime, or an injury that took place, and someone was notifying her. It's They're not specific. I don't know. I, that was like 90s slang, and I was a child in the 90s, so I don't know. You never don't heard, know. what's the 411? I mean, I've heard that, but she said the 411 was a 911, and I wasn't sure if there was like a layer to that that I wasn't understanding. It was just an emergency. Just some kind of emergency. So she has to leave. She never saw him again. Yeah. She never saw him again. And I don't, like, why? Yeah. Like, isn't the homecoming dance usually in the fall? And also, maybe you're not going to do your 20th um, reunion necessarily. But how about the five or the 10 year? Yeah. What's Mitchell been doing this whole time? Well, somehow or other, she knows he's going to be there. So her weekend plan is she is going to see Mitchell McMoney. And she's going to fall in love with him and they're going to get married, basically. Eliza needs to do something selfless and thoughtful. And so it occurs to her, she can help Charmony get ready. There's her selfless and thoughtful deed. Uh, we're good. Um, a little bit of context that we missed mm-hmm. was that Eliza has a little bit of a feud. That's not right. Yeah, I think she calls it a feud. It's like a, a But it's, it's competitive, yeah. yeah. With... Um, Someone whose Instagram tag is uh, Britness Fitness. Britness Fitness. (laughs) um, And who is played by Amber Rose. Yes. Who you know very well. Yeah, I I know all about her. Yes. Uh, Can you tell our (laughs) listeners a little bit about um, who she is? Uh, Her name is Amber Rose. Uh, She was involved with Kanye for like a hot minute. (laughs) She is on Instagram. Great. That's that's pretty much what I know. That's what that was perfect. <laughs> I know that's what you know because I was just repeating what you said last week. So Eliza has her weekend plans. It sounds like her side of the bet or of the arrangement, uh, pretty set in stone. On she's on the right track. How about Henry? So Henry, his plan is that he needs to not work all weekend. So he is leaving the office on Friday, and uh, he runs into Freddie. And Freddie's like, ah, it's the weekend. What are you going to do? And Henry, this is so like, it's so sad. He starts describing to Freddie his weekend plans, which is to make a really big salad, maybe put in some chicken that he grilled the other night, and maybe also add some tortilla strips to get a little extra crunch. And those are his plans for Friday night. Okay, first of all, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Because as... My good friends know I love salad. Yes. I'm big into salad. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little... I think what really makes it sad is that the grilled chicken is left over. Yeah. He's not going to like grill some chicken. He's just going to take it out of the fridge. Uh, But those are his plans. And Freddie's like, okay, you loser. Um, By the way, (laughs) uh, work-related, because we are in the office, those children's vitamins that we make... Uh, we're going to stop making them because we don't profit from them anymore. We actually lose money on them. Yeah, so so Freddie is informing Henry of this right before they're about to leave. And uh, this is a real power play. Like, Freddie is really kind of going after Henry's ego in this because everybody knows, apparently, that these chewable vitamins are like Henry's legacy. So they do like a flashback. It is adorable. It's like Henry and Sam Saperstein from like the past thinking of the idea for these vitamins and henry's got like how would you describe the hair uh, it's just like has? emo hair yeah emo hair yeah and sam saberstein has like dress 
Yeah. So they do like a flashback of them, which is adorable. And this is apparently Henry and Sam Saberstein's like big breakthrough. So they basically, they had like gross vitamins in the past and they rebranded them to be like orange flavored and shaped like elephants. And it was like a huge success. They won an award called the Brandmar Award for it. And so this has been like their main thing for years. And basically Freddie's like, mm, they're going to be dead because we're going with something newer, hipper and gummier. Well, and because that is their competition. Yeah. Um, and... I want to take a short break and talk yeah. about vitamins. Yeah, all right. Please do. Do you take vitamins? Um, I I take vitamins like uh, not super regularly. It's like when I think of it. Right. What I you're not supposed to do. Eat gummy vitamins. Except for gummy vitamins, usually the servings are like you have to eat like five of them. Are you serious? Servings. Yeah, it's nonsense. Oh. But I'm a small person, so I'm like I probably don't need. So that you have many. to eat like ten. What? <laughs> No, the opposite. <laughs> no, you need even more nutrients. That's not how it works, I don't think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I ate them a lot when I was a kid because my mom gave them to us at mm-hmm. breakfast. Um, and so I ha- I'm i very familiar with like the chalky Flintstones yeah. vitamins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we'd have like off-brand Flintstone vitamins, but yeah, I know them. And then I remember when gummy vitamins became a thing, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh delicious mm-hmm. and also uh pleasant to put in one's mouth yeah <laughs> i like them because i'm a big fan of like uh breakfast dessert you know so like you eat your breakfast and then you have like dessert after your breakfast you know so if I you thought... have a gummy vitamin it's like a healthy breakfast dessert you know a lot of people just have dessert for breakfast right yeah i sometimes do that too like if you had pancakes you yeah. wouldn't need a gummy vitamin to to round things off <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> anyway we don't need to get into that my sister makes fun of me because sometimes like say i'm making toast in the morning or something and the toast is taking a long time i'll just eat a piece of candy while i'm waiting for my toast to toast can i also make fun of you for good. that um i don't i don't know if you need to <laughs> <laughs> you would never do that you'd never eat like a piece of candy while you're waiting for your toast do you know how long toast takes <laughs> yeah too long sometimes like a minute i don't think a minute how is this like a, bl- a I, okay oven. i'm imagining like two blackened pieces of carbon <laughs> no. like shooting out of the top of your toaster <laughs> no just normal nobody toasts toast. for an entire minute these okay, are it's not a minute you must are, are these like frozen solid are the are you like chipping the ice off of these <laughs> no. pieces of bread <laughs> no i just i don't know anyway <laughs> anyway vitamins uh, yeah it is it is henry's legacy because this was his first big uh rebrand to go from uh blue dirt tasting ovals to tangerine flavored elephants mm-hmm. he's very proud of it uh it made them a lot of money they're gonna do away with them this is his temptation to not work on this lost cause vitamin over the weekend mm-hmm. yeah because he has to go home and not do any work but like what he wants to do is like save his vitamin in the meantime eliza is at charmonique's place she helps her choose a, choose a wig yeah. and then her job is done well she might have also like helped her pick out her dress we just we see her show up at the door charmonique's son kevin opens the door hilariously looks her up and down and says no thank you 
<laughs> and then it skips ahead to them in Charmonique's wig closet, wig room. She calls it a wig coliseum or like a portmanteau <laughs> of the two, but I cannot yeah. recall exactly. Yeah. Anyway, they're in there. She helps her bring out a wig and then Eliza's like, hey, I did my good deed. She's ready to go um, and hit up one and or several different clubs because Brit uh, is only 17 followers away from surpassing mm-hmm. her. So she's got to get that like spike so that she can stay ahead. So she's about to leave. Charmonique gets a text. The sitter who is supposed to come and watch Kevin cancels at the last minute because she ate a bad burrito and she is throwing up. So this is like a really, really excellent bit of uh, comedic writing, comedic timing, mm-hmm. um, because Charmonique is basically saying like, oh no, if only there were some way that I could go to my reunion, if only somebody could help me. Yeah. She's like almost singing it by the end, which is very interesting. And, and Eliza, it's not even like <laughs> a feigned or like put on ignorance. She literally just is not picking up the clues that yeah, are being laid Yeah, she's just down. like, mm, yeah, true. There really isn't anyone who can help you. And, uh, and then, then there's like a hard cut. Yeah. And then when we open up again, she's telling Eliza what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point, Eliza picked up on it, offered to stay and babysit. She's getting all of the instructions. Apparently, Kevin only eats chicken nuggets. So I had a cousin. I still have a cousin, (laughs) but I had one as well. And when he was a kid, he basically only ate chicken nuggets and bagels. I also have a cousin who used to only eat chicken nuggets and white bread. Maybe everybody has one of those cousins. Was your cousin bigger than the other cousins? No, very small, actually. Ah, so I guess this diet really runs the gamut of cousins. (laughs) It's just all about how many nuggets you ingest, I guess. Okay, was your cousin eating like one and a half nuggets and being like, I don't "Mm." know. I just know whenever we'd have like family things, she would just like have her chicken nugget. The instructions are not very in-depth. Basically, Kevin eats nuggets, give him nuggets morning, noon, and night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also... If she's not back in the morning, a bowl of chicken nuggets with some OJ. <laughs> do not open this door to my wig coliseum. That stuff is climate controlled. Climate controlled. There are $60,000 worth of wigs in there. Yes. I have somewhere in the range of like $2,000 worth of comic books. So like I understand. Yeah. So you have them in a climate controlled closet. Uh, No. <laughs> But I understand, like, being able to quantify your belongings. Yeah, okay. And, like, put a dot. Like, can you... I don't know. I don't know if that's something you can do. No, not really. Anyway, so she gives Eliza these instructions, and then she leaves. And Eliza calls Henry and is like, thanks a lot. My one good deed turned into two good deeds. And he's like, well, that's great, Eliza. The saddest thing to me about Henry, (laughs) when we open up on his apartment, when the camera goes in there, and he's sitting at his table, and he promises to Eliza that he's not just staring at a bottle of vitamins which he obviously is yes, yes. is that his salad isn't even big <laughs> hasn't d- didn't he already eat it not on a plate like that not unless it was it's like stacked plate. high hmm, that is just if you're gonna make a big salad you put it in a bowl you don't put a big salad on a plate i don't know i don't like salad <laughs> to me a salad is something you put on the side because you feel like you're supposed to Henry has had his big salad. Well, he's had a moderately sized salad. I didn't look closely enough to see if he had 
tortilla strips on it. Did he have tortilla strips? It, it was not the centerpiece of that scene, hmm. unfortunately. Anyway, so Eliza calls him. He's sitting there with his vitamins and his salad. And she wants to check in and make sure that he is not doing work because she is doing work. She has continued to uphold her end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Back at Charmonique's place, she's like, I need to get out. Brit is going to beat me. While that is a thread in this episode, I don't ever believe, I never really felt like Eliza needed to like beat uh, mm-hmm. her nemesis. Yeah, I, I think it's more just like, yeah, she wanted to though. And I think it was just like her excuse to have fun was also like, oh, I'm also going to beat Brit. I just didn't, I felt like there could have been this undercurrent of desperation and mm-hmm. I, it, there wasn't one. Yeah, we can dig into that more next week. So as she's sort of voicing all of this, mm-hmm. um, Kevin does chime in and say, um, the internet is all about illusions, girl. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> yeah. And she's all like, oh, Oh, true. Kevin, so wise. <laughs> yeah, so she's like explaining to this child all of these problems then. And he tells her about the internet being illusions. And she's like, that's true. I do know that. So, oh, so then we cut over to Charmonique at the reunion. I made a big deal last last episode about that being um, two sort of distinct, not explicitly corrected plot lines. And obviously every episode is going to be like groundbreaking in some way because it's the first episode to do something. Mm-hmm. In this episode, this is the first in which there's a plot that inc- that revolves around a character that is neither Henry, Henry nor Eliza. True. I mean, so we this... got that a little bit with Larry and his wife, but like only a tiny bit because he was mostly still in Henry's Kind of, suite. yeah. But this is yeah. like expli- like this is just Charmonique. Um, and she is talking to two old high school friends and obviously really cares about catching up with them <laughs> because she says, I don't mean no disrespect, but I did not come here to talk smack with you thirsty ratchets. Yes. She's only there to talk to Mitchell McMoney. She's so, there for one reason and one, one reason, reason only. Yes. So he finds... Charmonique in the crowd and he comes over to her and says I've waited a long time I feel like you should do this I feel like no, it's not you're doing a good job I'm, I'm, okay she says I've waited a long time for this opportunity Charmonique and she's like oh yeah me too like let's uh, take off our coats and sit somewhere comfortable so he goes to follow her to sit somewhere comfortable takes off his scarf he's got a do you call that a clerical collar I you could call it that yes yeah, so he's wearing like a collar, like he's a a reverend of some sort. Uh, and and the co- like the comedic timing of that mm-hmm. is perfect because she yeah. turns around and she he's following her, and the scarf just sort of like slides off of yeah. his um, neck, revealing that. And it's there are no hints. Yeah, what's his name? Mitchell Mitchell McMoney is played McMoney. by Isaiah Mustafa. Okay, who will be appearing in It Part Two? What? You know, it's like Stephen King's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know there was a part two. Yeah, you, have you? You haven't read it. No, no. You didn't see the first it. No. You haven't seen the no. it with Tim Curry as. No. <laughs> Basically, nothing the, about that interests me. The first part, it's a book. <laughs> okay, it being a book is the only part that interests me. No. Um, it starts with uh, it, the first part is just about the children and about how yeah. they defeat, um, Pennywise, yeah. and then the second part is them as adults coming back to the town, to. Oh defeat Pennywise again okay and it's really excellent because 
since they're not children, they've sort of acquired all of these like fears and neuroses that they didn't have before, which makes it more difficult because they don't have sort of that purity of like clarity of spirit. Anyway, oh, um, okay. Isaiah Mustafa, more famously, you will get this, was the Old Spice guy. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I he like was, when I saw him, I was like, mm, I know yeah. this face, but I didn't do any research. So thank he you. was the man yes. your man could yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah. Like. yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> um, and I, I, I was going to say like research this, but I just looked it up on Wikipedia. That's um, research. <laughs> that ad campaign started in 2010. So this oh. is four years after he sort of blew up and got big. So people would definitely recognize him as that. I think people would still recognize him as that now. True. Uh, I mean, you didn't. I didn't. People would, yeah. Huh. So he's very handsome, is what Evan's trying to say. <laughs> I mean, he is, but... <laughs> Just wanted to make that very clear. So anyway, so Charmonique's very excited, does not realize the collar thing until later. So we see that. Then we go back to Charmonique's apartment with Eliza and Kevin and... They have created, um, how would you describe this? They've basically created a scene which looks like they are at a party, but all of the people are just Charmaine's wigs. Yeah. They've done the apartment up with lights to make it look like it's a nightclub, basically. Mm -hmm. Kevin is DJing. And Eliza's taking lots of pictures. Everyone's having a very good time. Yeah. So then Eliza sends a Snapchat to Henry, which I feel like is notable. Yes, I reround it. Rewound, that's a very old time. I went back a little bit to double check because I was like, Henry's on Snapchat? It says Why Snapchat send- across the top. Okay, Henry obviously only follows Eliza on Snapchat. Like, he has no yeah. one else that he follows. Oh, I would assume so. Still interesting, though. Anyway, it says something like, working hard and having fun. Don't be jelly, Henry. And he's like, what? Eliza's having a party. Oh, also, right before the Snapchat, I feel like we have to talk about what Henry is doing. In his he apartment. is uh, bringing order to his refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, and narrating it. So he's like going through individual yogurts. And he was like, this one will live another day. And then he's like, this one's expired. You'll hang for your crimes. And he like throws away a yogurt. And then he just looks up and he goes, I have to get out of this house. <laughs> it's very sad. It is very sad, but it's so cute too. But it's sad. Anyway. That's when he gets the Snapchat. And he's like, Eliza's having a party when she's supposed to be babysitting. I need to go over there. He goes over there. They're obviously not having a real party. Yeah. He's he, like, knock- he knocks on the door. Kevin says, Popo, shut us down, which is very funny, too. It's not the Popo. It is Henry. He realizes that it's not a real party. He's like, okay, well, it's late. You, go- you gotta go to bed. You're a child. You- yeah. It's like midnight. Yeah. Um, Kevin puts on another song. It is bar 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 by crayon pop okay uh henry's like so you're playing k-pop because i'm korean and all korean people love k-pop but then he immediately gets into it and then they'll have a good time it's nice they have a good time yeah so then we flash back to charmonique she now knows that mitchell mcmoney is only really there to preach to her specifically about her having a child when she's not married that is also a rude awakening yes Doubly, because she thought this was her soulmate. Now she finds out that he's just here to preach to her about all of her bad life decisions, apparently. So she is pretty upset. Back at the apartment, it is time for Kevin to go to bed. 
they do push him in that direction. They think they have everything figured out. Eliza I is very stiltedly says goodnight. Yes. Doesn't really I think she pats him on the head, maybe. Like She says Yeah, she's just kind of like, Okay, I am going to turn the light off now and he's like, I understand, you gotta do what you gotta do. She goes to turn the light off. Oh, Henry's still there during all this. She turns the light off and immediately well Kevin starts crying in what is later described as an Eddie Murphy cry, which Evan's gonna demonstrate. Oh I, I you nailed it last time. You did such an excellent have. job. There's no way I could ever recreate the sounds that were coming out of your mouth. No. <laughs> anyway, it's like, uh, how, I don't even know. It's like, uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I really can't. It's it's like it's from like deep inside, you know. The only thing that comes to mind is like the Seth Rogen laugh. Okay, what does that sound like? <laughs> that's yeah, like that's, that's close. <laughs> kind of, no, that's not it either. That's too high pitched. Anyway, so Eliza's like, "Oh, what is happening?" And they turn the light back on, and they're now they're like kind of panicking. They're like, "We don't know how to do this. Like, how does this work?" And Henry is like, "Well, you just we just have to ask him if his mom does something to soothe him to like get him to go to bed." So he asks him. He's like, uh, "Kevin, what does your mom usually do to get you to go to bed?" And he starts like a whole laundry list of things that his mom does. And like a well-oiled machine, both Henry and Eliza are just switching off and like taking care of every single one of these tasks as they come along. They clearly are in sync. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, she puts on my humidifier, then she turns on my air purifier, then she gets my stuff lying, then she takes away a pillow, then she adds a blanket, then she does three pumps of lavender mist. The part where... He loses them, is he says, she sings, ease on down the road from the whiz. And Eliza's like, I've never seen the whiz. And so then he starts crying again. Have you seen the whiz? I have seen the whiz. My high school did it when I was like a junior. Were all of the main characters black people? Yes, uh, I think so, as it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that does generally seem to be the point. Yeah, so I do know ease on down the road. I'm not sure if I could sing it on command, though. Unfortunately, all of this is for naught. As Kevin continues to do his weird Eddie Murphy cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when in doubt, uh, just phone the parent. That's, I think, what a good babysitter is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if things are really, really bad, you uh, you interrupt the date. Um, so they call and Charmony's well, like, actually, hey. Charmony calls Eliza. Oh, man. So Charmony calls Eliza and Eliza's like, oh, my goodness, like. Hey, Charmonique, how's it going, you know? And Charmonique can hear in the background the Eddie Murphy crying. So she's like, oh, I hear Eddie Murphy. And then she reminds Eliza about bedtime nuggets. Yeah, she only said like two things. Basically, this kid only eats nuggets and <laughs> don't, don't mess up ruin my, my wigs. Yeah. So Eliza gives him nuggets and he falls asleep. Yeah, they feel like they've succeeded in babysitting. It is also important, though, really quickly. Eliza realizes that she forgot this key piece of information. And then also, I think, through everything that Kevin said, realized everything that Charminique must go through every night mm. to help him to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, and says, Charminique, you know, you're a really good mom. Yeah. And that's what really empowers Charminique to go back to Mitchell McMoney and be like, hey, 
I'm fine. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I'm a really great mom. And also, what does she say about? You may have found a higher love, but I have self-love. That's it. And then she goes out on the dance floor and is like living it up, being Charmonique. And Mitchell McMoney, I guess, is still just sitting out there. How did you feel about the character of Mitchell McMoney? Hmm. Uh, I mean, he was definitely like a stereotype of a preachy Christian, which like, obviously, I don't love, but I also thought it was funny. So yeah, like at one point, she's like, I'm gonna check in on my kid. And he's like, while you're at it, why don't you check in with the Lord Jesus Christ? And I was like, that's funny and also terrible at the same time. It's a little more smooth. I need to check up on my son. While you're out there, maybe check check in with the son of God. Oh, that's it. Thank you. I didn't write that one down. Guess I should have. So, yeah. I mean, he's a bit much, which is what makes him funny. But definitely not a good look on Christians in general. What did you think of him? Isn't isn't that accurate, though? What? To, like, what all Christians are like? <laughs> we, we go to our reunions and we're just like, hmm. So you had a kid without getting married. Let's talk about that. Yeah, true. That's how we all are. <laughs> I mean, I went to a Christian school, so a little different. A Christian we all We all pick on the one non-Christian kid. We all sort of huddle around them. Yeah, that's how your reunion went. Did you go to your reunion? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I feel like I should. I don't know. Is there anybody you want to see? I don't think so. <laughs> Did you not have friends in high school? Oh, I thought you meant like a Mitchell McMoney kind of situation. Yeah, okay. I have okay, friends all that right. I want to see. <laughs> uh, project much? <laughs> I don't know. You said it in a leading way. Uh, anyway, so Charmonique did not have the night she planned on having, but she still had a good night. She's feeling good about herself, her job as a mom. So in the scene where... Kevin has fallen asleep with his bedtime nuggets. Eliza's like, man, is there nothing that kids like more than chicken nuggets? And Henry has like a, uh, <laughs> an idea. An epiphany? An epiphany. Thank you. Yeah. He has an epiphany about chicken nuggets. And he's like, Vita nuggets. So he like draws up with crayon, Vita nuggets. And he's all excited I'm sorry. About what was it. that? What does he use? Crayon. What? Crayons. Sorry. Can you spell that for me? C-R-A-Y-O-N-S. Crayons. You never heard somebody say crayon before? Yeah, Luke. Like throughout all of high school. <laughs> it's just and a I, thing. You no, say crayon? It, yeah, because that's how it's spelled. Okay. You say everything the way it's spelled? Okay. If I wrote down on a piece of paper, C-R-A-Y-O-N-B-E-R-R-I-E-S, what would that say to you? <laughs> Cranberries? <laughs> You want me to say crayon berries? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Cray- crayon. Crayon sounds so annoying when I say it. Saying crayon when you have a Rochesterian accent. Yeah, that's the only thing that sounds annoying when you say it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so Henry's excited about Vita Nuggets. And he like draws up a picture of like nuggets that have vitamins. And he's like, we're moving from the pharmacy into the frozen food, frozen section. food section. And Eliza's like, okay, but like, what if the kids want seconds? Then they're in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to the boardroom and Henry is explaining their findings about vitamins. And he starts talking about how, you know, maybe some people have an idea of making vitamins 
hipper and tastier, making them gummy, or like maybe, for example, chicken nuggets. Someone might think that. The problem is how many kids are accidentally overdosing because vitamins are too delicious now? Uh, apparently 50,000. Apparently 50,000 a year. Well, 50,000 a year calls to poison control because parents think their kids ate too many vitamins. There is a great little as- aside here, Okay. Um, which in which Henry says, uh, Eliza, show them the, the data. <laughs> yeah. And Freddie's like, show them the data, Eliza. Like he's making fun of. It's like that SpongeBob meme. Look, some of our some of our listeners will get it. Okay, go. Some of our listeners will understand. <laughs> um, but then Larry gives Freddie this look of disapproval, like, "Freddie, no, like, <laughs> yeah. don't don't do that." And yeah. I really like that. That was yeah. like I think the highlight of this episode for me. Really? Okay. <laughs> it was just like this really genuine moment and yeah. also like, oh, I guess Larry still has a very soft spot for Henry. He doesn't want Freddie going after him. Also, what is with all of these full-grown adult men who have names that end in an E sound? Henry, Freddie, Larry. I don't know. Maybe they just were like, those are all typical names. I don't know. I feel like one time I went, um, I don't, I'm trying to think who listens to this not not that many people i met like an adult guy who introduced himself as bobby and i was like very surprised by it that's what i'm saying yeah if like, you're an oh. adult man you're just you're bob or like robert but like if freddie's name was fred that would be weird i don't think i mean i mean like he just looks more like a freddie than a fred yeah but i think that's because he's meant to be youthful yeah true but like Hen- henry's not like youthful well like henry's not like a diminutive whatever is Larry short for something? Larence? No. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I think maybe Lawrence. Lawrence? <laughs> Neither of those sound like real names, like right in this moment, but you're probably right. Lawrence? Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, so they have this interaction. Eliza gives the data about how many kids overdose. So basically, Henry is spinning this, and he's like, parents want their kids to be safe. If we're making vitamins that are delicious you know kids are going to start overdosing so the way we can beat our competition is basically highlighting what we've had all along our vitamins have a pleasant taste but they're not delicious so kids aren't going to eat like a whole bottle of them it's actually really solid thinking yeah it is (laughs) Uh, sam saperstein is over the moon he's overjoyed yeah he points out to henry uh while eliza is kind of like sitting on the table in front of freddie just like doing her thing you you two are really quite the power couple (laughs) yeah he says this to henry can you imagine how exquisite the offspring would be (laughs) yeah and then uh henry says oh i imagine very ugly redheaded koreans not a good look but then he looks at eliza and he adds typically just like surprisingly i don't know it's like a weirdly romantic moment also henry if you know anything about k-pop you know they're redheaded <laughs> and Naturally they seem to be doing just well no but <laughs> i don't know they seem to be doing just fine well there you go their children could be k-pop superstars the episode ends um they're talking i couldn't make out the mixing on the sound was so bad i couldn't make out their conversation they were talking about other pop songs yeah yeah so like the what do you call the scene at the, the end? tag the tag okay so in the tag, it's Larry, Henry, and Terrence 
basically just talking about other songs that they misunderstood the meanings of. But yeah, I couldn't really get those parts either. Anyway, the very end of the episode, Eliza comes out and she's like, so Henry, since technically you were working on the weekend, uh, I think that means that I won the bet and I think I should get some kind of reward. Specifically... Can you give me $60,000? Yeah, $60,000. Turns out in the events of the night, Eliza left the door of the wig room open. All of Charmonique's wigs have been affected by the humidity. It ends with Char- with Charmonique revealed at the receptionist's desk with her hair a mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also Henry says he did not lose the bet because he had a freaking blast, I think is how he described it. Henry definitely worked more than Eliza partied. Henry definitely lost. But he was enjoying the work. No, but he sat in front. He was sitting at home looking at a jar of vitamins. I think that's work. But maybe that's like recreational. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no. He should have probably lost. I do think they gloss over a little bit what a devastatingly large amount of money that is. $60,000. $60,000? That's like... I won't say how many years that would take me to make that, but it's more than one. That would take me under two years. Yeah, no, that's a lot of money. This is like a serious investment. But okay. I mean, I don't understand wigs. I will admit that. But like, are they like definitely ruined? Because she like flat ironed one of them. We don't have to get into wigs. You straighten your hair, obviously. Sometimes, yeah. Pardon? Yeah, sometimes. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was honestly just pulling that out of thin air. Oh, no. Yeah, my hair is naturally curly. I straightened. Oh, is it straightened right now? Yeah. (laughs) This is not my natural hair, no. I mean, oh. it's my hair, but this is not how it would just look. Why do you straighten it? Because it's easier sometimes. It's easier to do with. It's easier like... to have it straightened. Okay. <laughs> when your hair is curly and it gets messed up, it's very hard to fix it, you know? When it's straightened, you just like brush it. I can't brush my hair when it's curly. It's too, this is too much for you, I feel like. All right, let's do the outro. Okay. <laughs> if you were going to make something that you normally eat into a vitamin, what would you make into a vitamin? Something that I normally eat in like my day-to-day Some, Something that you would enjoy eating. That would way that That's you would like enjoy getting mi- your vitamins. I normally enjoy eating many things. Well, what would be like the best vitamin? Ooh, I just had chicken wings today and I had chicken wings on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I had them again today because I love chicken wings so much. I know that you don't like chicken wings no, we've talked about this. I enjoy you, the flavor of chicken wings. I do not like the process of eating a chicken wing. You know that when you have a flat, you can twist it and take the small bone out? I did not. And then you're left with a big bone with a lot of meat on it. Okay. That is a good note. I will keep that in mind next time I have chicken wings. Little, anyway, little so you would have pro tip. Vita chicken wings. I mean, wings. that sounds really gross. I think having vitamins in like a, in like a meat is really gross. And also, mm. I don't eat a lot of meat in like my day to day. Mm. Like, so I'm you like only get vitamins every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, this has to be something you would eat like every day consistently and you wouldn't be tired of it. Every day and I wouldn't be tired of it. Yeah. I don't. Well, I just I don't have. It's hard for me to relate to eating vitamins because I don't eat them. No, but like in this situation, you would eat them because it would be like, mm, yes, my, my daily vitamin that I get to eat. This wasn't maybe supposed like to be a hard question. Maybe like a spread. Maybe I could Ooh, spread yeah, it yeah, on yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 So that way I could put it on a bagel or yeah. I could put it on like sourdough toast or mm. an English muffin yeah. or 
I mean, I could keep going, but yeah. I think <laughs> no, I get the idea. I understand what a spread is. That's so a great a, idea. A spread. That is. Yeah. Bite a spread. Nice. I think I would do, I mean, I do drink tea pretty much every day. So if you just had vitamins in your tea, but I don't know if that would affect the flavor of it. I kind of like the idea of a spread now. I don't think that it, I think within the hypothetical that you're creating. It's flavorless. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just asking the other person, (laughs) what food that you like a lot do you want to be grosser? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that was, uh. That was my question to get us into the outro. So now we're in the outro. So thanks for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that somehow or other you go back and actually watch this episode of Selfie because it's very fun. And I feel like there are a lot of jokes that we still missed even in the recap. So go back and watch it. Uh, We're just here to tell you that if you go to selfievaluation.tumblr.com, that is a place to listen to older episodes of this podcast. And then you will see a gif or two and i mean that quite literally like like two gifs um but it is up to date now there is stuff on that website so that's great good job i'll have to look at it i haven't seen it since you updated it yeah you can also follow us on twitter or talk to us on twitter that is at selfie veil pod maybe i'll also put some gifs on there that would be exciting (laughs) there's something oh sorry keep going i was just gonna say there's some things that i would like to create a gif of but i have not done that because i don't know how to do that off of hulu or if that's possible maybe i'll do like a screenshot try, and you'll just, just have try to a little imagine harder it. i guess you know just okay put a little more effort into it it's <laughs> fair that's fair anyway yeah so that's twitter um uh, you can send us an email if you are into that it is selfie evaluation podcast, podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com i don't know if we said that in unison or slightly out of unison which will make it so you don't understand what there's we a said, little delay um because it's a video chat true so maybe we just don't want you to email us lastly if you are on itunes i mean it's not unlikely everyone has iphones i have an iphone and i don't not even everyone like has it. an iphone do you have not have an iPhone? No, I don't have an iPhone. I do have a MacBook though, so I have iTunes. Oh, weird! Right here. Strange. Why? Yeah, it's just the way I live my life. Just got to be different. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, just get an iPhone. No, I just got a new phone. But that way, you can just like work on your. You know, it's easy to move files back and forth. I don't want to move files back and forth. Why would I do what? that? What? Why would I need a file on my phone? It's, it's a... <laughs> anyway, uh, you... if you're on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. And if you leave us that five-star review, one of us will read it. I don't know if... I can't remember if we've determined which one of us it will be in the past. You volunteered me in the past. I volunteered you. Okay, perfect. That does sound like me. Beth will read (laughs) your review. So please do it. I would love to hear Beth read a five-star review on uh, the air, as it were. Yeah. I've been told by children that I'm really good at reading. So I'll do it justice. Uh, Yeah. So... I think that's all. Next week, we will be doing our commentary on this episode. So we'll get more into like the themes and stuff. Less about the actual events of the episode. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, we're done. (laughs) I was just like, now what do we do?